was a shaving day. It was? Yeah. That doesn't happen on Sundays too often, though, does it? Um, why did I do it today? Well, I have to get up early tomorrow, and I didn't want to, you know. Would you not have to shave tomorrow? I like to go three or four days even, even when I'm meeting that, with big shot clients. Just for that hot look? Thank you. Yeah. I hope so, but also for convenience. <laughs> For Are we laziness. Po- yeah, we're podcasting. Already? Oh, great. And it's okay. Okay, so I'll start, and then we'll be legit, you know? Okay. Um, hey, this is Bexy, and welcome to the Backroom Studios. Uh, we have Not So Kosher, the Podular, today in loving Highland Park, Minnesota, and I had the lovely Dan Simon joining me today, back for his second time. So glad to be here, Bexy. So it's glad wonderful. you're here. Only Johnny Cash has been here more than you. Stop it. Right? And he's not even alive. How how how, how can that be? <laughs> he comes in the atmosphere. Amazing. <laughs> we are it's lonely here though compared to last time. There's another dude in here. Yeah, no Bobby. Okay. Bobby's uh in a resting place. Oh my god. Yeah. He's just hanging. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in the atmosphere. Oh wow. <laughs> but make sure you check out Backroom Studios at backroomstudios.com.net, notsokosher.net. You can tweet us at notsokosher, follow and like and share us on Facebook. And uh, you can Instagram us at notsokoshertc. And you can check us out on iTunes, Spreaker, iHeart, SoundCloud, everywhere. Just check it out. So, Dan, this week's yeah. Not So Kosher sponsor is Simon Mediation. And a proud sponsor we are. Yes, and for all your mediating needs from business, marriage, and legal situations, Simon Mediation can handle it all. With almost 20 years of experience, I believe that's correct. Yeah, 1998 we started. No mediator can do it better than Simon Mediation. That would be Dan Simon. With a free 15-minute conversation to talk about your situation, it is a plus from the beginning. Schedule your complimentary call today. Contact Simon Mediation at the Minneapolis office at 612-824-89. What's that number? You said it. Did I? 898? Almost eight, eight is the last one. 612-824-8988. Eight, eight. I'm missing a number. And their Los Angeles office at 310-954-5401. Either phone number works, actually, wherever you are. It? It'll, it'll find its way to me no matter what. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah. SimonMediation.com. Uh, this week, uh, as you can see on Facebook Live, we are not drinking Magical Mitzvah drinks because it is the middle of the day, mm. even though we should have been drinking the Simon drink again. Ooh, yeah. yeah. What was that again? Well, that was that, but we not, I didn't make it last time either, the gin, sherry, and bitters. I'm not even familiar with that whole drink. It's a, it's a cocktail named Simon. It, and it's good. And the next okay. time you come, we're going to actually do that for sure. Well, I'm we'll schedule it later because, you know, Jewish people just don't really drink in the day. We don't. No, no. We're different from the Gentiles we in are. that way. We are. It's, yeah. it's hard. So uh, we are going to have a little bit of our Kvetch and Kvelling session. Fun. And one of the things that I thought would be really fun to talk about, especially with an attorney, would be the election. Oh. I know. I know no one wants to hear about it, but I literally <laughs> don't really talk about it that much okay. because... I'm really non-political, okay. but I, I am kind of curious who you voted for. Oh, my God. Well, listen. Well, I, that would be Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. My, 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 uh, my groan there was just because I want to kvetch about it plenty. I'm not, I'm not sick of talking about it. It needs to continue to be talked about that <laughs> the current president of the United States is a ridiculous human being, and I have great respect for the office, and I sort of have respect for the fact that he was legitimately elected. 
Beyond you? that, well, you really, I don't know. You not really so know. legitimate, you don't think? I don't think so. With the majority vote going the other way, something's weird. Uh huh. Well, with the Russians definitely having been involved. Yep. Yeah. It's rigged. Like he thought. What did he keep saying about Hillary? If Hillary won, it was rigged. Yeah. Yeah. Now it takes he one saying? to know one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true that we don't know what the impact. I mean, the the legit news out there is that the Russians were definitely involved in trying to get Trump elected. And they were definitely involved in a lot of these fake news stories that a lot of people believed for sure. So, you know, Trump says that that's not what got him elected. I don't think, but he also is, he's right to say that we don't know. And we don't know. We don't know. But Putin might have had a big part to do with it. I think it's going to be a mess. I think it's quite interesting. I just don't even know what, and what do you think about, I think it's, uh, what's the deal with them not being able, because you would understand this better than me. They're not getting the the group, his little posse together quick enough. What's the deal? Oh, sure. Yeah, well, so who, what's the deal? The people have to like, they have to vote for the The people. Senate He's has to approve thing? his whole cabinet. So the Senate gets to vote and just a majority of the Senate has to approve the person. And since the Republicans are in the majority, basically his people will get approved. Um, the Democrats, as I see it, have some legit questions where they want information about these people before they get approved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of problems with them. There, there are more billionaires in his cabinet than ever before. And there are people who know nothing about the department they're supposed to run. And there are people who are against the department that they're supposed to run because they believe in, in small government and let the oil companies do what they want to do. Um, for example, the energy secretary is a uh, well, the 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 uh, Secretary of State is the uh, is the Exxon. That's uh, right, CEO. That's right. Um, and I'm you know I'm not so on top of this either. I'm just on top of it enough to know that it's ridiculous what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it is. What do you think is going to happen? So unpredictable. Yeah, isn't it? No idea. I'm so confused because so far it's been weirder than I thought. Yeah. Did you hear about the morning of he wouldn't get out of bed? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't want to get up, and they went in and they said. Um, Mr. President-elect, you really need to get going. We have to get there. And he put the blankets over his head and said, do I really have to? Sweetie, time to get up. Good dream. No. No. Now that that's a great story. Where did you hear it? I heard it on the Today Show. It was the the Today Show, NBC. Yep, they were standing in front of the house. What's that Butler house? What is that house called? It starts with a B that he has to sleep in the night before. Right. Okay. And he was standing out there. One of the legitimate like reporters that, if I could think of his name, it's yeah. They were. It was, and they were actually laughing it off, not like making fun of him, but actually thinking just it was kind of cute, was actually. Cute. Right. Yeah, they're like, he just really doesn't want to do this, you know? He is in over his head, I mean, oh, that's he, for sure. Oh, my God. And just watching him that whole morning, he was, looked like he was going to shit in his pants. Yeah. I was like, wow, dude. Oh, Very interesting. The first, I watched a little of him dancing with his wife. Oh, and, yeah? Oh, my God, that's yeah. awkward. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's more awkward than your first wedding dance. Is that which, right? Yeah, which I know you wouldn't know about. I we need to know get about you that. one of those, though. It would be nice if you had one of those one of these days. Oh, God willing, <laughs> that'd be beautiful. We would, we would celebrate. <laughs> we would, we yeah. would. <laughs> and then I was noticing this is kind of a girl thing, but um, that Kellyanne, who I cannot fucking stand. Yeah, she is 
ugly as shit, and I don't get where he got her and how he thinks she's a good spokeswoman yeah. for people. That's their first view. Really? Yeah. She's got baggy eyes. She mm-hmm. looks like shit. And she was wearing a $3,600 Gucci red, white, and blue jacket. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. And a $20 Target hat. Mm. Oh, she looked like shit. Well, and and her appearance is, is and her appearance is the least of her problems on top right? of it. It's it's that she's, she's dumb shit and she had to kind lies. of yeah she had to kind yeah. of go ahead and, and spout his lies for him, absolute lies. And she'll never get a job anywhere else again. It's she weird. She's got a pretty big can. job now. I don't know how yeah. this works. The guy did sort of get elected. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And so were you part of the, did you do any part of the Women's I, March I didn't thing? go in March, but I, my heart was with them, and I, I liked a lot of people on Facebook who did. So oh, good. that's my part. Good. Yeah. And I, I am proud of all of them, even though I have to say I'm actually very mixed because I didn't want to vote for either of them, which I think yeah. a lot of us are like that. Yeah. Um, but um, someone else in my household actually voted straight up for Trump. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, believes that because he's a businessman that, you know, he knows mm. how to run, he's going to know how to run a country, which I don't agree with. In, in It might be true but, for some business people who aren't so shady. Yeah. It should yeah. be very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. And I heard that they were looking to, someone's digging the something at the White House or something. They want to look at his tax returns and shit. I'm like, you know what? He already screwed. He's, they're both shitty. Both Clinton and him Terrible, but I mean, it wasn't close in my mind who to vote for. No, and I was very inspired by Obama, and yeah. I can understand, and I have my own sense that Hillary is part of the establishment, and I relate to the idea that uh, the establishment needs to go. Uh, Trump is not the way to go away no. from the establishment, but and Hillary was just much more of a legitimate human being. But it was too bad that, that those were the choices, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so it should be interesting. Maybe someone will just gun down all of those guys, and then they'll just be stuck with all of us. Oh. <laughs> well, and I'm not wishing that on anybody quite yet, but... I'm always doing that. Isn't are you? that terrible? Yeah. I, yeah, I, keep, well, I, can... I only wanted to watch the inaugural event to see if he was going to get shot. Actually, I thought, I thought the... Melania or whatever the fuck her name is was going to get shot in her beautiful blue outfit, which I oh have to God. say was beautiful. But I thought, God, I kept noticing, thinking, God, someone's going to get her. And I don't know how no one, did, but they did keep it very clear. Mm-hmm. You know, there was very few people around, it seemed like. Well, I, I got to be on the record as, as anti-violence, but yeah. I love the, uh, I love the nonviolent protests. Yes. Um, let's, let's do that. Let's stay with Let's that. pay attention. Let's help educate, uh, you know the the our fellow citizens who are angry and and uninformed yeah. somehow. I mean that's that's the mind-boggling thing that there can be so many of our fellow citizens that are so that that kind of have this disdain for intelligence yeah. and education. That the idea that people hated Obama when I don't know how you can be classier and smarter right. and and more. Uh, thorough in your thinking and more well-intentioned, and yet people hated him. And, you know, I understand it's this thing where people feel like he's an elitist because compared to him, they feel like dumbasses. Yeah. And it's okay to be a dumbass. No offense. Yeah. But go ahead and look up to the guy who's going to lead the country and have somebody who knows what's up. That's Don't take that personally, no. you know? And it's weird. Were, and they got, both him and his wife got it really good. They were very... They just were doing all the right things. They were like perfect people for us to look up to and kids to look up to. And it was great. But it's, it reminds it me sucks. that, you know, if I discover, we all want everybody to like us. But when I realized that 
you know, half the population didn't like Obama. Yeah, I realize, okay, weird. you can't, I can be, if I have half the people I run into like me, I'm doing as well as Obama. Yep. So I'm doing pretty well. It's just like I say, yeah, I know this is a little difficult for you to understand, but that's why there's so many different hairdressers in the world. Whoa. So that you don't, in case you don't like one, you can go to another one, right? Whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's always what I say. Yeah. So what did you do? So you've been here for a few days. You've been in, the, right. in the States. You've been in the <laughs> Twin Cities for a few days. Yeah. Out of your warm weather. Yeah. Out of your California office. Right. But um, have you done anything fun over the weekend? Oh, it was mostly about working. Thank goodness. I love when I have clients who I can help. And uh, so... Had a lot of that. What have I done for fun? You know, I was at my house reconnecting with my cats, Harvey and Tallulah. Did they, they get mad? Well, gone, they get some they... wonderful attention from my Good. neighbor. Uh, my cats are well loved by everybody in the neighborhood, so Good. they're okay. They don't. I don't think they miss me, but. Okay, I'm but I sorry. miss them. Lonely pussies. <laughs> it's not good to leave a couple lonely pussies at home. No, no, no they need attention. Yes. They need to be. <laughs> you do. They need to of. be stroked and I wasn't rubbed. Say it. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know I would. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're here to say right? that stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Big Daddy's birthday. Oh my God. Was uh, the other night. Okay. Yeah. And he's over the hump. He's He, he, he hit a round one a, a year or two ago. Yeah, he's 51 okay. now. Okay. And uh, I surprised him with, uh, I was at a JCC event and I won like a, um, I bid on something and I won this. It's called the Bentley Experience. Whoa. So a Bentley picks us up, which he didn't know anything about. Wow. And it was so funny because he's like, is there somebody, like, are we going with other people tonight? And I said, no. And then he goes, did you fucking bring get a car? And I'm like, yeah, of course I got you a car. Wow. So, and then the car picked us up. It was a little chauffeured, you know, little cute little man from like Plymouth who knew all the Jewish people. <laughs> and he took us to like, took us, drove us around and whatever. And then it, we had dinner at Murray's and then oh, nice. we um, looked, we went up to the walker and he brought us to the ninth floor, which I've never been to. Cause he, this uh, chauffeur, like, um, Volunteers there, okay. not the Walker. Did I say the Walker? You the said Guthrie. the Walker. Oh, Guthrie. okay. On the ninth floor is the Dowling Theater, which I didn't oh, know about. Okay, which is so cool. And it was gorgeous up there. Just a, a little one, a, a small. Yeah, small. Uh, it's like uh-huh. what do you say to me? Two hundred people or something? Okay, awesome, really cool. I can't wait to go to that because that I don't like big theaters. Right, kind of freaked me out. Because then we went to the Seinfeld show. Oh, good. Because John was dying to go to the Seinfeld. Oh, great. Show. And there, there's just that place. The Orpheum's just too big. I can't. Oh, deal really? With it. But he was. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but I, I haven't. Well, I think that's one of the first times I've ever seen a live, like, professional comedian. Oh, really? Yep. And that was to me, unbelievable. I, was it was, hilarious? Did you laugh hard? Oh my God, he was so funny. Wow. And he's starting some new show called um, Com. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Oh, that's been on for a while. You can find oh, that. Oh, I didn't know yep. that. He, yep. I thought he said that he was had this deal he was going to work out with. Well, maybe, maybe they're taking it season to another something. level. Yeah, there's a bunch of them he's had. I didn't know that. I mean, I know I saw Letterman and... Uh, oh, so he like brought Letterman in with him to yeah, do it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't well, know about well, it. Well, just for one episode. And so him yeah. one-on-one, just like it sounds. Got it. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally, totally findable and watchable right like, now. Like, is it a regular station, like... I mean, I think I saw it, I think I just saw it on YouTube. I'm sure he has his own website for it. Yeah. 
I web, gotta look that up. Web series. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, so great birthday for for oh Big my God, Papa. He had so much fun. You call him Big Papa. At, big, big Daddy. Big Daddy. And then we stayed at a hotel, and then we went worked out in the morning. And oh then, my God! Which is our favorite thing. Like we love to go work out. So I had that all set up for us to go work out because we don't belong to the Lifetime Fitness. We belong to the one in Highland, which is. Not as expensive as the one at Target Center, so I had to get passes uh, for us oh, to go to that one. Wow. So that was fun, though. And then we went and had brunch with our, our ladies. Our Your girls, ladies? Our ladies, Oh, yes, the yes. ones that, that sprang daughters. forth from you. Gotcha. Yes, mm-hmm. the ones that popped out of my vagina. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, I think we should get to the interview with Dan Simon. Oh, my God. Right? I love it. Right? Big founder, fan. For sure. Founder of Simon Mediation, licensed attorney with a master's in counseling psychology. I love how you say that. Right? Yeah. It's a big word for me, so I have a hard time with it. My mouth, you know, I just can't normally say a lot of words, and now I have braces, and it makes it even worse for me. That's I thought right. I noticed something different. Yeah, I try not to show my shinies, because it makes people blind. Um, you are a man full of smarts. Well. Beyond beyond belief, way, way beyond me. And of course, the more smarts you got, the more ignorant you realize you are, is the thing. Oh, that's not good. Well, then at least I'm straight up just fucking ignorant. So that's good. It makes me happy. Dan, thank you so much for coming back on the Not So Kosher. Such Glad a pleasure, Bexy. So we'll start off with uh, when you went to law school. Did you know? Did you want to? Did you become a shrink before you became a an attorney? Uh, no, the attorney thing happened first. Okay. Did that right after law school, and that, of course, was based on lack of any idea of what to do. Really? Yeah. Done with college. Then what? And my dear father uh, is was it is just retired last year at the age of eighty nine from practicing law. Wow. Um, so was a lawyer, and I think I just internally grew up to believe that's what you do when you grow up. So yeah. I went to law school, even though I didn't have any particular interest in it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I feel like I just didn't really start thinking about what I wanted to do until my mid-20s, and by that point, I was already licensed to practice law, Yeah, and I discovered I was interested in psychology. I had a great therapist of my own at that point, thought he was awesome. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's when I thought I'd become a therapist, and then soon after that, once I started the, the master's program in psychology, I took a training in mediation, and then by the time I finished the master's, I decided, okay... Mediating is what I want to do. And then I discovered this transformative mediation approach, which was, in my mind, far more advanced than the mediation that people were experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got excited. I can do this and I can do it better than anybody else around because I've embraced this more enlightened process. How did how did you know right away that you wanted to put that together and do that? I mean, like when you got out of law school, so you you didn't. But but what was there a particular law that you went towards before? Well, that? no. I mean, actually, by the end of law school, I st- was starting to discover that I was interested in things other than practicing law. So oh. I was very involved in a Big Brothers Big Sisters program where I was on oh. the staff of that program, matching up the big and little buddies. Um, nice. And I knew I liked that. I did some teaching. I taught the Stanley Kaplan test prep courses I'd never taught before then. But by the third year of law school, I was doing that. So I was just exploring kind of randomly um, and then stumbled on the transformative on mediation thing. Yeah, Cool. And what, what cases are, are best for mediation, do you think? Boy, I hate to rule anything out. In my mind, any situation where people are willing to sit down and talk with each other... Um, and sure, and granted, it's okay if they are 
thinking there's not much hope of that going anywhere, but if they're just willing to give it a try, and if they understand, as they should, that having me present is likely to make it go better than it would otherwise, if they're willing to take a stab at it, good things can happen. Um, I can tell you the cases that have been easiest for me to to get just because people's awareness is is a little bit higher in certain areas. So divorces um, have been the kind of work that have been, uh, you know, that that's found its way to me since back in 1998 pretty regularly. There top, you, top of the mediating chain, I suppose. Divorce well, would be. I, top and of business, the chain maybe? in the sense of popularity, uh, yeah. awareness. Um, not top in sense of getting paid necessarily. Oh, no, no, no. I but, meant like, <laughs> you know, unfortunately you're probably getting... A lot of that, because people yeah. think that's just like they could just get divorced. Like, well, and and they're they're right that they that they're generally better off if they avoid getting legalistic about their yeah. divorce. So yeah. I'm, you know, to me it's uh, it's a great use for mediation to help people uh, who who have some awareness that litigating their divorce might be mm, not so healthy, <laughs> of not so kosher, not yeah. so uh, not so cheap. Um, so and this helps a little bit, kind of, oh, oh, kind of irons out a lot of stuff prior to that bullshit. It right? it can help heal the pain around the divorce for one thing. Um, it can certainly help decrease the escalation and the extra bitterness that the divorce process can cause. I mean, I think people aren't aware. Obviously, divorce is pretty traumatic, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, not always. In fact, actually, sometimes people kind of come to the realization at the same time, and, and sometimes it's not so traumatic, but but usually it is. Uh, it doesn't have to be a fight, though, and it's the legal system that turns a lot of divorces into fights. Yeah. Because people start out, you know, maybe a little distrustful of each other and maybe a little worried about how they're going to do things financially, but but that's no reason they have to start litigating against each other. And if those people walk into traditional lawyers and ask for legal advice, they will get the advice about what the best possible deal they should be able to get is. And they'll also get the advice that they should start with an extreme demand and then work closer from there. And the other side is doing the same thing. And so sometimes people who might be ready to agree on things don't even discover that till five years later because they've been following their lawyer, their lawyer's advice to... Uh, demand something extreme and work toward the middle. Uh, Aren't you kind of then almost working against each other or no? Like there, there, or should I say they might be more working against you? The attorney, the actual like divorce attorneys. Oh yeah. Yeah. The divorce attorneys have a whole different agenda. Making more money. The more you bitch about shit. Well, yeah, I, I, I like to assume that they believe they're doing what's best for their clients. Yeah. And I can understand how they would come to believe that. There's a whole culture of divorce lawyers who have been doing it for, for a long time and who seem like decent people and who go ahead and encourage and teach new lawyers to do this thing. And, uh, you know, the, if you're a lawyer and some guy like me comes in and says, I know, let's sit down and talk about it, it sounds to them like idealistic, uh, unrealistic, um, you know, bunny rabbits and rainbows. Bunny uh, rabbits and rainbows are just and unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But it's just not true. I mean, people. Yeah. It turns out it works. It's as practical as you can, as can be. Uh, and it's it's you know I don't even love doing divorces partly because uh, they don't pay very well. It doesn't take many hours of my time for people to figure out their divorce. Cool. Often people come in for an hour. Good. And we have a good talk, and they realize, okay, wait a minute, we can do this ourselves. 
and off they go, and I've spent one hour, and I can't charge much for one hour. Yeah, sweet. Worst case scenario, I spend six or seven hours with people. Um, that's that's pretty extreme. It usually doesn't take that long, but that's one case, and it's done, and then I'm I've got time on my hands. So, imagine a woman coming in and saying that her husband has just depleted her their their joint account of a yeah. hundred thousand dollars because he wanted to have a sex change operation and didn't bother to tell her about it. Let's tell me how you would deal with that. <laughs> Is this a real life scenario from that you know uh, of or yeah, I kind of read one like that. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, that loss of the hundred grand is might be very hard to take. Um, the thing is, when the hundred grand is gone, it's gone now, and so you could spend a lot of time spending more money to try to pretend that you can get that money back, and you're not going to. But like, there's some grieving that has to happen. But when once you get it, maybe if let's say they had a house, that was paid, if there's yeah, if they have like. What's the word? Assets. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, she can certainly argue that that, that 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 money should be taken from his side and that they should, you know, uh, divide, that he should, he should pay that money himself and that she shouldn't have to be responsible for that loss. Absolutely. And that's, that can be a conversation between them. Often the person in, in his or now her shoes, the, the uh, spouse who's gone through the switch, is aware that, yeah, no, that's not fair. That's not your thing. And so that's where I like a process where they can actually talk about all of that and sometimes see each other's perspective a little bit more. Other times just come to terms with the fact that the other person does see it totally differently. So what's a good choice for me to make? Do I fight about this some more or do I accommodate them? Um, The litigating really doesn't add anything to that conversation other than further... uh, Agitation. Further agitation, <laughs> further conviction that the other person is is evil and selfish. Yeah. Um, the face-to-face conversation usually helps people be reminded that, okay, she's got her issues, but she's a human being, and I don't want to... And, and she may be the, the other parent of my kids, and so I don't want to torture her. I, I want to work with her. The fact that she's evil or, you know, deficient in certain ways isn't something I have to fight with her about. Yeah. I can have some compassion for it and work with her about it. Um, what do you do if if you have uh, partners in marriage or in business or whatever that are working with you and don't really want to both work with you? Mm-hmm. Can you separate off to have different mediators? Well, um, mediation by definition involves both parties working with the mediator. With one person. Yeah. If if I'm the mediators don't can't really do it together. Um, sometimes people, mediators work as a team together, but still the, both parties have to have agreed to work with that team of mediators. If somebody's not into doing the mediation, that pretty much rules out mediation. But, uh, you know, conflict coaching is something I will do for one side where, uh, help them to resolve it themselves almost kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. How to approach it. Um, you know, that shrink would come in, I suppose for sure too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's always a tough situation when you're in conflict with somebody do you want to fight to the death? Do you want to cave? Probably neither of those. And so what is the middle path of, of standing up for yourself, but also not making things worse? Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to figure out. And I never know the answers either, but I, I can hang in there with people as they sort it out and, and make their best choices. What's the average amount of time that you spend with people? Well, so the divorces, as I said, range from one to seven hours. Um, these workplace mediations, that's the other most common type of mediation I do. Somebody believes they've been discriminated against in either getting fired or getting some disciplinary action against them 
or not getting a promotion they wanted. Um, those are scheduled for one session, and we allow up to five hours for that session. But I'd say two hours is kind of the the average, and that's usually enough to resolve these things. And do you have like a basic cost that you have, or do, is it work between how um, each person is different? Or? Well, in LA, I try to get uh, $1,400,000 $1, <laughs> per Not hour. Yet. I'm keeping it reasonable. No, in LA, in LA, 450 an hour. Um, in uh, the Twin Cities, 350 an hour. So it, it, depending on how long it's going to take them, it might be cheaper than to take a flight up to Minneapolis. It, it <laughs> usually is. I've had that happen. Uh, I've had a couple come in because I wasn't going to be in LA for a while. I did spend a weekend with a couple here. That's funny. Yeah. That would be funny. Hey, smart. Smart on their part. At oh, least right they away. Save the bundle. Yeah, they're trying to save money right away, which is really good. Yeah. Okay, I have another scenario for you. I have You have a couple that comes in, and they have children, and they're arguing about who is going to take the children during Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then you find out that they're Jewish. Ah, yeah. interesting. Nice twist for you, huh? Wow. <laughs> um. Well, and and so really, and, and how how did, how is it happening? Uh, how is it happening? Why are they doing? Why are they arguing about that? Oh, uh, I would probably guess it's it's probably because of Christmas break is what I'm guessing. Got it. Unless they're Jewish and they maybe they just want to have Christmas for all we know. Kind of mm-hmm. like how us Jews like go and listen to bands on Christmas Eve, or we go yes. to the movie theater, or we do. Yeah. Well, so as with any conflict, actually. I never know what the underlying story is. Yeah. Sometimes it comes out as a result of the conversation. Other times, I don't know, because I don't know what the underlying story is, and I might, there's probably all kinds of stuff that I'm not aware of. Um, You know, as with everything, it's hopefully just a good talk. Uh, If they both want the kids for Christmas, that's that's what matters. I don't need to evaluate whether it makes sense or not. If they want it, they're they're the client. They want it. If they both want it, well, then we got something to talk about. Um, and what do you do if somebody is not being reasonable at all? They're just not, you've got two people, one seems to be pretty reasonable, you know, like agreeable to everything that you're saying, and the other one is like, hell no. It's, I think part of what I offer to these to, to people is my commitment to assuming that whoever they are and however extreme their perspective is, I'm going to take them seriously and help them get clear about what they want. And and to me, that's the way that's most likely for unreasonable people to realize that, that they aren't helping themselves or the other person. And so it's not, it's not me persuading. It's not me even evaluating who's being reasonable or not. Um, if the problem is if I were to, to start to evaluate who's righter or wronger in any situation, that totally messes up the conversation. They turn to trying to persuade me that they're right. And so the reason my thing works is because this is one dude who is kind of practiced at being non-judgmental in these situations and assuming that what you say is what matters to you, what the other person says is what matters to him. If there's a difference, let's talk about what you want to do about that. Um, it's, it, there have been a couple situations where I just decided I couldn't stand one person or the other. Yeah. And at that point, I just can't work for him anymore. Okay. I just got to say, nope, I, I don't think I'm... can't do this. I can't be helpful to you guys. Pretty recently, actually, there was a couple who was working on parenting together, and um, they they didn't want to meet in person even, so I was doing this over the phone, which is always a little more challenging, but I had them on a conference call, and in this case, the mother was was so comfortable just saying the harshest possible things to this guy 
in front of me, which, you know, for all I know, he deserves it. And for all I know, it's therapeutic for her to get it off her chest. <laughs> so usually I can be not judgmental about it. But in this case, I just, I felt like I was part of him being abused. Um, she also was kind of uh, scheduling a lot of mediation sessions because she knew he couldn't afford it. And he felt like he had to because she might tell the judge that he was refusing to go to mediation. I just felt like I was a weapon that she was using against him. So I said, I can't help anymore, I'm folks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you have, I'm assuming this could be true, but I don't know. Um, do you ever have where people don't even need to have an attorney? Like yeah. a lawyer, oh, sure. they don't need a lawyer for the divorce? Absolutely. They can work it out well enough with you? I understand that in, in Hennepin County, in Minneapolis, a majority of people who get divorced don't have lawyers involved. In now, Minneapolis? Yeah. That's yeah, you'd, shocking you'd to me. you think it would be complicated, and you'd yeah. think that... The, and but I, I bet if you singled out the Jewish people in Minneapolis, <laughs> that would be different. Maybe so. It would so. be a different story. Maybe so. No, anybody <laughs> can avoid lawyers for a divorce. You absolutely can. Uh, there is self-help. The, the, the state supports this. Um, if, if anybody's listening who's thinking about this, I can for divorce is what they call this website that the state sponsors. It's a user-friendly way to fill out the divorce paperwork. Oh, cool. Um, if you're fighting about things, then, then that adds a lot of process, and then you should call me. But if you are in agreement with your spouse about what's going to happen, you can fill out that paperwork yourself, and the judges of the world are delighted that, that oh, they don't cool. have to figure anything out for you. Cool. Um, traditional lawyers will say, oh, no, something will get screwed up, and you need a lawyer to help. Well, it, it's much more likely that things will get screwed up by the lawyers themselves creating conflict. Yeah. So this thing where you might not dot an I or cross a T, those can get cleared up, and, and lawyers make those mistakes themselves too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, God bless my fellow lawyers. They, they wouldn't like me saying this, um, but if you can avoid them, go for it. Well, you're going to save yourself a shit ton of money. Yeah. Sorry, law school classmates. Yeah. Love you. And, right. and I know you mean well. But, but some people don't believe in going to you. You yeah. know, so there's plenty that are still going to always want to do that. Oh, yeah. You, know? you guys will do fine. For sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, how would people prepare to be with you other than getting into like some sleazy lingerie? So something, <laughs> is there a way, some things that they need to know? Well, they're always welcome to, to do that. Of course. Uh, um. You know, I like to take people wherever they're at, and sometimes they're just coming to terms with the fact that they're getting divorced. If I assume we're talking about the divorced people, because yeah, yeah. Can, well, yeah, I suppose you could have a business partner that would also come into laundry. That's right. <laughs> Any of them, male, anybody. female, trans, anybody. <laughs> if there's a point where you're both willing to show up, show up, and then we'll talk about what you need to do to prepare going forward. Um, you know, I, I don't like to prescribe in advance that you should do, you should get your house appraised, you should get all the statements from all of your accounts. You, you might end up doing some of that stuff later, but if there's conflict about that stuff and one of you is kind of pushing for the detail and the other is kind of still resentful that you're getting divorced, that can cause trouble. Yeah. So come on in wherever you're at and let's sit down. Do whatever homework you think is relevant and it's not rocket science to figure out what it is. You probably want to know what your assets and debts are. You might want to know what your monthly expenses are if you're going to ask for child support or alimony. Um, but you don't have to do that in advance. We can start talking and, and yeah. help you decide how you want to approach that. So um, I noticed that you, you have to explain this to me a little bit. You have, um, you can get certified to be a family mediation Mm-hmm. person yeah you have training yeah for it so you train it through your you do training through your office i and do I think you have something coming up in march i right? do i do and i and there are openings and you don't need to be an attorney you don't need to be a, a therapist although that turns out to be the most common 
uh, profession of people who take my course. They're either lawyers or therapists usually, but you do not have to be either. And the one credential, state-sponsored credential in Minnesota is to have taken one of these certified trainings, which I'm one of the people in town who offers. And if you sit through the course, you are then qualified to be on the Minnesota Supreme Court's roster of so-called qualified neutrals, which is a fancy word for mediator. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, so it's a not, it's a low bar. I, there, there's no it is. licensing. I mean, you're not going to get. I mean, people that would do that aren't going to make the amount of money that you make per hour. But it, unless it, if they're really well connected because they were eventually. judges for 20 years, a lot of people who take oh, my course have been judges and or longtime litigating attorneys, and Got so. It. Uh, Sorry, th- I just assumed it meant general public. I didn't even think about the fact that it could be. People that are well, lawyers do get continuing education credits, and so do therapists. So that's their incentive for taking the course. Cool. They also may have the connections that allow them to get work going forward. Um, have you always done this? I've been doing it since two thousand four. So I'd, I wow, had that's a long time. Six years of practicing under my belt before wow. I taught, started teaching it, and you know, I no one else in town teaches the transformative approach. And for me, as I've mentioned, I feel like that's a step forward. Yeah. And so if you're going to learn how to do it, I, I can't help but recommend my courses. And people love them. They're fun. You get to do these role play exercises. I cater it nicely. There's good food. It's cool. People like it. Cool. Sounds very cool. Oh, it's at the University Club. Yeah. So they're giving good food. Nice old building. And you yeah. have like guest speakers. That sounds pretty cool. For the, so, f- yeah. Yeah. So it's um, March 3rd. Third through the thirty first, it's on Fridays from nine yep. to six fifteen for five Fridays. I yeah. assume in a row. That's right. And then, what if you're sick? Well, we'll figure it then out. Then, what do you do? Well, Is there at home work on the? Can you do a, a home? I can. I can get you into another one of my classes that's coming up go. soon to make up the hours. Or you we might can... have to go to California for it, but that's all right. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> we'll Skype you or something. Um. So, if you want to get in touch with Dan Simon, you can go to Simon dash mediation.com that'll work did we did we still have a dash there still is a dash but there's also another domain that that's transformation transformative mediation.com okay transformative mediation.com is where my site is now although simon dash mediation.com is another one as well and if you look dan simon up mediation actually you could just find it. google me dan simon mediator absolutely yep um so i have some just personal questions good um have you been to paisley park I have not. Oh. I wish I had. Do you know, I, I only just recently went. Oh, really? Just because I, I went with two friends that I was friends with from First Avenue that I met at First Avenue. Oh, wow. One of them was like, we have to go. Yeah, it was, it's, it's yeah, whatever. You kind of feel like you need to at least do it. Yeah. You know, because it's, it is kind of interesting. Have you ever driven past his house or his I building? No. I, it's right there. I never would have noticed it. It's a huge white thing, but okay. you just don't even think about it. And, and then, it wasn't amazing inside of it. I've seen, you know, video of concerts happening in there, and it's kind of confusing to me. How can this... How oh, can... he's got a huge, more than one room that's like... Uh, but the big... There's a really big one that he does these concerts in. It's okay. pretty cool. It's... it's, You know, when I when I was there, I was like, uh, I wanted to see the guy's bedroom, basically. Mm-hmm. I know that's weird, but I always thought, <laughs> God, where does he bring the ladies? Is it a round bed? You know, it's like... How about... What was it? You didn't get to see the oh. actual, like, living place. Okay. It was... We were just pretty much. We were just on the first floor, which is where the studios are. And um, he's got like a. They have. I don't even know if it's a real kitchen, but it looked like it was like a basically a kitchen, like a little restaurant. 
that supposedly he hung out in. I don't okay. know. But well, he made anyways. pancakes there sometimes. Did he? I understand. I believe it. They, yeah. They said he liked to hang out there, but I don't know. It was weird. But I kind of wanted to see that personal stuff. You know, I was excited to see that. But and the anniversary's coming up in April. Shit, already? Death. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Was it the 14th or the 15th? Not sure which like day that. exactly, but... Something. Yeah, it's kind of sad, and it's kind of weird that it's already been a year almost. Yeah. And those that those family mem- members are making a shit ton of money, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, they're still, as far as I know, they were still fighting about yeah. who gets what. Yeah, there was something that's a little more settling last week, but okay. I haven't heard anything since. Um, are you? By the way, that's exactly the sort of situation that I would be uh, the right person to call for. We we In sit that? down absolutely. Oh my. God. Absolutely, it's because they're fighting like crazy. Can you imagine? Or they're were? spending so much money fighting, and uh, you know it, it's understandable that the lawyer's sales pitch is appealing to them at that point. Because listen, I'm going to get you an extra ten million bucks. You don't want to risk that. Well, uh, I don't know that you want to risk screwing it up with the legalistic yeah. approach. Um, to me, there's there's no reason to believe that getting litigious about it is going to be more helpful than dropping your weapons and talking to each other. Um, You're absolutely right. I yeah. wouldn't have thought of that. And of course, I'm sure they didn't direct them to you guys. To There's you too much money like to be you. made. And and, uh, and 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 it's just the, the mentality that, you know, I learned it in law school that I am, what they taught us is that you can't trust anybody else. You've got to assume the worst about what people want and you've got to protect yourself from them. And the fact that that itself becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and makes the other side get defensive and escalates things, that didn't really come up. We didn't really, we kind of decided, okay, well, that's the client's problem. Our job is to protect them and defend them. And we weren't really paying attention to those dynamics of what what the bigger picture impact was. It just didn't come up. It wasn't. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Do you play sports? I play a lot of tennis, which I love doing out there in LA this time of year. Do you, have a, I can. do you have a lot of people you can play with? Like, I've did got you a rotation. Tap into a group of people. That's nice. I've got a rotation of a few people. Some old friends from Minnesota who happen to oh, be there. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and who's your wireless carrier? Ah, I'm with Verizon currently, but and I are and they I, angering you a little bit? <laughs> and it's grass is always greener on the other side. Who are you using? I'm Sprint, but who knows? And how do you feel? I don't know. I just knocked my bill down to 200 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's because I dropped some people off my line. I see. Because I had everybody on there. But I that's see. all right. I think they all, I think they all suck. They're all just the ripping thing? us off. I think you and I should open up a wireless network. Whoa. Yeah, because... Um, Do we have we the could technology? Save we could. We could. We could okay. save everybody a lot of money. So um, I would like to play a game that I have um, labeled um, Juversation. Love it. Okay. So how it's going to be is um, I'm taking it from a, a, a Jimmy Fallon show that he would call. Do you need to go up a little bit A little more? bit. I was slouching. Oh, thank you. I don't know if it's going to go up. Oh, turn this. Do this. Your mic. Lift it. There oh, you there go. Oh, there it is. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. So his was called Rhyme Versation. So mine's kind of in the rhymey form. And um, except we're going to try to make it as Jewy as we can. Love it. Okay. So example would be... Um, he has as much sense as a church has mezuzahs. And then you have to like take that last word, mezuzahs, and then you have to rhyme your last word in the next sentence. Oh, my God. So the next sentence might be, I know, but 
Shul has a lot of papachulas. So mezuzahs and papachulas. What is a papachula? Yeah, you don't know that. That's a, that's another word for vagina. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. some name that I don't know. And then uh, my friend, I think it's is something she grew up with. She's Israeli, and so she grew up with that was her papachula. I'll be done. Yeah. So we're going rhymy and Jewy rhymy, with the second sentence. Yeah, and you don't have to. If you can okay. do it, and the, the trick is to keep it going. Oh my god! Okay, which it's very, um, it can be quite difficult. There's not, we're not going to use any timers, so okay. you have time. Okay. So my first sentence to you, and then you have to rhyme with the last word here. Yep. Would be he's mediating on whether a flea has a puppet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just think about puppet. Just think about puppet. Try to rhyme puppet. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm I'm stumped. I'm gonna freeze. I'm gonna just. Uh, no, you're not. No, Big Daddy told me he's really smart. He's gonna come up with something on that one. Puppet? <laughs> what did Big Daddy come up with? I don't think he came up with anything. Puppet? Puppet. If you can Schnupik, come up with a... you can come up with a fake word. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I need the sentence again. I forgot. It's okay. Going. You're so funny. He's mediating on whether a flea has a puppet. Uh. And he's not doing it in L.A. He's doing it in Yechupetzville. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, I think that that would be a really good place. But a better place would be Chernobyl. Sorry, Big Daddy. I'm letting you down. You're wrong. Okay, we got another one. This afternoon, I would really enjoy a big bowl of borscht. Uh, <laughs> I, are they too hard, baby? They're pretty hard, pretty hard. But um, <laughs> and I don't have my own, so I'm gonna have to snore it. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> well, that sounds like a really good idea, and I guess I'll pour it. I shouldn't be pausing like this. I got to just it's say okay. it. I got to flow. It's okay. Um, but I'm 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 embarrassed, so I'm going to get out of here fast. I'm going to floor it. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, if you want to do that, but my next move would be to ignore it. We keep using the, the same word. words. Yeah. Oh, we're using and, it. <laughs> well. Uh, and, right. But I'm. It makes it easier, so I'm all it for does. it. Oh, there you go. I like that. Okay, let's do another one. Um, when hitting a local shiva, you know there will be an overabundance of nash. Now that word I like. That's easier because it rhymes with one of my favorite TV shows, Tosh. Do you ever Ooh, watch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fabulous show, and I have watched it, but I prefer to. Create a big boom bosh. <laughs> I bet people at home are just yelling at their their computers because they are coming up with words much easier than I can. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm sucking at it. Oh, they God. were really, but they were really good. If anybody has a chance to look at that, he did a great job with that. Jimmy Fallon did. Yeah, but he probably practices a little bit. He probably bit. knows what they're going to say, but he probably knows the words they're going to give him. And and those Yiddish, I mean, come on, those are those, those are hard. Well, to I'm write. trying to make. I was trying to make it harder. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that's all right. But I also had time to kind of think about it. So mm-hmm. I thought of things I might be able to work around it, but then it didn't quite go that way. That's okay. Mm. It's always good to try things and see how they work. Yeah. So in the juicy news this week, yeah. um, we have the St. Paul Winter Carnival that has been um, in existence and playing with their, doing all their shenanigans since like 1886. Wow. And they have the parade, they have the ice sculpting carvings, which I just drove by and saw they were getting the ice prepared in the Rice Park area, which is very cool. The medallion hunt's coming. The Falcons, which I love them. <laughs> um, all these events are January 26th through February 5th. Uh, January 26th through January 29th is the U.S. Pond Hockey Champions, Championships at Lake Nokomis. Wow. The championships. It's really cool. Have you ever been to it? I have not been to We've that. We've gone. I didn't know pond hockey was a special, different thing from All right, regular so hockey. So Stillwater this weekend had the U.S. No, what did they have? I don't know. Minnesota pond hockey? I don't know, but it's really cool. Is the rink shaped differently or? They, well, so no, it, they do smaller ones. Okay. So they do these like weird little small, and actually on Nokomis, they do like 30 rinks. Hmm. It's insane. And so this year, hopefully it'll be a nice weather because sometimes we get... Now it's going to get a little colder, which will be good for that ice. Great. Um, on the 28th of January, you can get free scoops of ice cream at Leo's Malt Shop in Stillwater. Mm, but how yum. fun. Mm. Gee, I'm just going straight there. And then we have the 2017 Aish Minnesota Annual Benefit on January 29th. Oh, it's, fun. Yeah. I actually attended one of those once. Did you? I yeah. did one time, too. It's, it's really it, Jewy, isn't it? It's very Jewy. It it's, it's it's orthodoxy. It is. Yeah. It's very black hatty. Yeah. But uh, that's good that you did that. And they have they usually spend um, way too much money on their on everything. Is what I felt like. You feel like that's what you're paying for, right? When you, when you make a donation, yeah. Well, they that's why I have a little trouble with them, only because. I when I went to that, I thought, do we have to spend that much money for your backdrop there? I'm like, a little too much of a liberal for them too. Yeah. I think they're a little right wingy. God bless them. Me too. Me yeah. too. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today on Not So Kosher. Bexy, and I love calling you Bexy. That's good. Because in real life, a lot I, of people do. Okay. <laughs> I I'm so grateful. It's so nice to be here. It's great. Anytime. It was very fun. Thank you so much. Re- make sure that you check us out on NotSoKosher.net. Uh, backroomstudios.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Be well, my Juniverse. Mm-hmm.